Hello, Cryptonauts. Today is September 3rd, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Cryptonauts, as a friendly reminder, we do have a Discord channel available, and I will leave a link in the description below if you want to collaborate on my podcast and you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 large gainers and losers. Okay, here we go. This is going to be interesting. Large ga- top gainers, starting off with uh, first place, BNSD Finance with, oh man, we're, we're, we're doing percentages, and these are ridiculous percentages. So I'm just going to say them. I'm just going to say them. All right, here we go. BNSD Finance with 1,641.8%. Second place, Daiki Coin, 1,402.4%. Keep in mind, these are 24. This, this, is, this is all in one day. It's crazy. Third place, you Lord, with 327.6%. Fourth place, Bacon Swap, with 205%. Fifth place, Equal Value Coin, with 155.7%. Sixth place, uh, Encladius Incl- Network, with 155.6%. Seventh place, Salmon, with 125.7%. I don't understand. Uh, uh, I get whatever. Eighth place, Betsay, B-Stay, B-Stay, with 108.6%. Ninth place, Rarible, with 70.6% gain. Tenth place, Yam V2, with 69.2%. Okay, like I was saying, I, I don't, what I don't understand is that Salmon, really? Salmon. These these are just these are just copycats. Bacon swap, really? These are straight up just copycats. They just they just switched the name. I mean bacon swap, really? It just stay with Uniswap, okay? Right? Salmon, really? No. Come on. More food? This that's insane. That's insane. Stop. Knock it off already. Alright? Next oh next no. What do we got? Top losers. Uh, first place, HBTC Captain Token. 95.6% loss. Second place, SSS Finance, 91.7% loss. Third place, Golden Ratio Token, 58.6% loss. Bitica Coin, fourth place, with 57.1% loss. Fifth place, Innovative Bio Research Coin, with 55.1% loss. Sixth place, Based Money, with 43.6% loss. Seventh place, Harvest Finance. Mm-hmm. With 41.4% loss. Eighth place, Y5, Y5 Finance. With 41.8% loss. Ninth place, BNB3S. With 39.4% loss. Tenth place, Switch. With 38.9% loss. Where am I? Tenth place? No, that was tenth. Yeah. Alright. So that's your top ten gainers and top ten losers. Uh, First of all, I don't... Let me see. Do I recognize any of these? 
I mean, I, I, I think I read an article about uh, Yam V2 coming out. I'm guessing this one's it. Yam V2. Um, other than that, I don't recognize any of these. Let me see. Scroll on down. See any of these? I don't recognize any of these. Well, I mean, your finance protocol is way down there at 41% gain. Uh, but that's that's a legitimate one. I'm guessing that's the one, right? Yeah, it's gotta be. Unless it's something else. Maybe it's maybe it's not not the same one. Maybe it's a different one. Um, yeah. Anyways, that's I don't, yeah. I don't recognize any of these. Yeah. Anyways, your total market cap is at $332.8 billion, up by 1%. Alright, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, CryptoNuts, another friendly reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Don't forget to collect your daily candies. With that said, first news coming in from Sh I, w I wish I knew how to say that name. Sharia Malwa. Ethereum scammers target Indian Prime Minister in Twitter attack. By the way, Sharia Malwa, or if anybody knows who this person is, or if you know how to pronounce it, please reach, reach me through the Discord app. All right. Um, Ethereum scammers target Indian Prime Minister in Twitter hack. Hackers targeted a Twitter account belonging to Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi and it used for a national relief fund earlier on Thursday morning according to news outlet AFP. This since the deleted tweet for charitable donations using a cryptocurrency adding an Ethereum address in the comments. Hmm. While the targeted Twitter account is, in reality, used to promote legitimate relief contributions and donations, the social media site confirmed the account was targeted by hackers instead of the relief fund introducing crypto payments as a mode of donation. We're aware of this activity and have taken steps to secure the compromised account. We're actively investigating the situation, a Twitter spokesperson said in a statement. So again, again, another another Twitter hack. I mean, they, they really just, they didn't straight up say it. Let me see. Oh yeah, they did. It's right in the title, Prime Minister in Twitter hack. Yeah. Mm. Uh, while while the targeted Twitter account is in, uh, we would write that. Uh, we read that too. Okay. The firm added it had no information on whether or whether any other accounts were compromised. At press time, no similar reports exist either. Twitter also adds it had no, not found any links between the Modi hack and the July breach. The report said. I mean, come on, Twitter. I I. I this is the reason why I don't, I personally don't have any social media accounts. I don't have a Facebook, I don't have a Twitter, or what's the other ones, um, Instagram, or what is it, that TikToks. I don't have any, I don't have, that's all centralized stuff with your information on there. You don't want to be hacked. Don't reduce the amount of, I don't know, I guess, um, signups. I, I, Add in your personal information online. That, reduce that as much as possible. And if it exists out there, find a security software that's going to be able to uh, uh, rake, rake the internet for any of your information that's been compromised and fix that immediately. All right. Um, anyways, yeah, next news. Written by Daniel Phillips. 
Bitcoin is now the sixth largest world cryptocurrency. No, sorry. Bitcoin is now the world's sixth largest world currency. Wow. Since its creation just over a decade ago, Bitcoin has seen its price climb from practically nothing up to its current value of $11,300. In that time, the market capitalization of Bitcoin, defined as its circulating supply multiplied by the value of each unit, has skyrocketed to reach more than $200 billion, making Bitcoin not only the largest cryptocurrency ever to exist, but also larger than, in, than many fiat currencies. Although Bitcoin and fiat currencies aren't exactly equivalent in terms of how the circulating value is calculated, we can roughly estimate where Bitcoin sits in the world currency ranking by comparing its market capitalization to the M0 money supply of fiat currencies. The M figure represents the total value of all banknotes, coins, and other money substitutes that can be easily converted into cash. The M0 value is also commonly known as narrow money. Where Bitcoin fits into the world currency ranking. The US dollar is currently far, is by far the largest fiat currency in circulating supply according to the US Federal Reserve. There is $1.95 trillion worth of Federal Reserve notes and coins in circulation, more than three quarters of which is made up of $120 bills. Next up is the Euro, and relatively new currency that first launched in 2002 and is now used throughout much of Europe and by most EU member states. Okay, like the US Federal Reserve, the, U the European Central Bank maintains that an up-to-date reference for the amount of euro banknotes and coins that enters in circulation. Okay, then it's the Chinese yuan, the world's third most valuable currency, as per data from Trade and Economics. Okay, the U.S. dollar, euro, Chinese yuan, and Japanese yen are the only fiat currencies with a total M0 capitalization of over one trillion dollars. The fifth largest currency by circulating supply is the Indian rupee, which has more than 31 trillion Indian rupees in notes in circulation currently. Currently, mm, in circulation, somebody wrote currently, currently twice on here. Mm, who wrote that? Let's see. Daniel Phillips. Ah, Daniel Phillips. Okay, currently, currently worth <laughs> just north of $425 billion. Okay. Anyways, that's where we sit with Bitcoin. Next news, written by Scott Cipollina. U.S. Air Force spends $800,000 on Chainalysis Crypto Services. The U.S. Air Force has agreed a third deal with Chainalysis to use blockchain analytic services for largely unspecified reasons. The Air Force is coughing up $779,740 for its services according to the contract, which is dated May 29, 2020, and follows two other contracts carried out in the previous two years. Combined, the Air Force has now spent $900,000 on Chainalysis analytic services, but what is the payment for? The contract is lacking for details, but a description tab reference a cryptocurrency data subscription. This implies the Air Force is making use of Chainalysis blockchain analytics tools rather than using its analytics tools for non-crypto work. We reached out to both companies but Chainalysis declined to comment and the US Air Force has not responded by press time. Ooh, 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 ooh we got something going on there. Mm, conspiracy. Mm. Next news written by Daniel Phillips. Tron price defies the market. Well, hold on, was there anything else in that US? Let me see. Oh, why might the Air Force need this? We reached out to rival blockchain analytics firm Cypher Trace as well as NW3C, a company that trains law enforcement on high tech crimes to get a better picture of what US Air Force might be using service for. Okay. Chain Bone, a high tech crime specialist, 
at NWC3C Search Analysis, Navy providing services to the Air Force's Office of Special Investigations, the OSI, for lack of better terms, is the Air Force's internal FBI, Bone told Decrypt. The OSI investigates airmen on airmen crimes and other areas like fraud, waste, and abuse. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know the o- OSI existed. Hmm. A look at supply chain management. Alternatively, the blockchain data could be used for supply chain management. Uh-huh, uh-huh, sure, sure, sure. Now, the Air Force has jet jets and crazy stuff that needs to be tracked. Maybe they're looking at building some sort of blockchain technology to trace either aircraft components, which is a big thing. Maybe they're look, going to look at tracking weapons like missiles, he added. Either way, blockchain data is clearly becoming much more valuable. Wow, yeah, really. If you want to make money, build a blockchain. And there's so much, I mean, seriously, just jump on YouTube, how to make a blockchain, and you can learn off of just like one or two episodes how to build your build your own blockchain. You can make some money. You're going to make some money. As long as you're dedicated to sit down, you know a little bit of code, you can sit down and just do it. Follow it step by step. Next news, written by Donnie Phillips. Tron price defies the market with an initial DeFi success. The price of Tron has just reached 0.0388 today just after gaining 90% of the last 24 hours and is now one of the, one of just two top 20 cryptocurrencies in the green today. Tron is now at its highest value in more than two years and has been on a significant uptrend since mid-March. Overall, the cryptocurrency is up 65.3% of the last week, 97.1% of the last month, and close to 147% of the last year. As a result of this staggering growth, Tron has climbed several places on the cryptocurrency rankings in the last several weeks. Tron now occupies the position of 13th largest cryptocurrency market capitalization after leapfrogging EOS earlier today. Overall, the cryptocurrency is up two places in September and three places last month. Okay. Well, if you're holding Tron, then you're making a little coin there. Especially if you buy it early on. Let me see. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. What's, what is this? What is this? The last few days, the decentralized Tron-based... To- hold on. What, what, hold on. Okay. Okay. And in, in, in the last few days, the decentralized Tron-based token exchange platform Just Swap saw its daily trading volume skyrocket as several popular Tron DeFi coins were listed on the platform. New liquidity mining platforms Pearl.Finance and T-Bridge Token Tie now accounts for a third of a, of a Just Swap's $297 million in data trading volume. As a result of this uptick in interest, Pearl spiked over $4,000 and is now up 22% in the last day. Whereas Thai is now trading at $35.59, up 227 since yesterday. Just swapped now achieves close to 50% of the trading volume, seen by its Ethereum equivalent Uniswap. Wow, wow! I mean, Uniswap is getting le- getting hit left and right. I mean, and front and back, they're getting hit by everybody. Everybody wants a piece of that pie. Man, Uniswap did it right. Next news by Sharia Malwa. Swiss canton of Zug to accept taxes in Bitcoin Ethereum. Citizens of the crypto-friendly region canton of Zug in Switzerland can now pay their taxes using Bitcoin and Ethereum according to a press release today. The self-styled Crypto Valley is home to many crypto trading firms, exchanges, crypto banking, blockchain companies, and even Ethereum Foundation, the nonprofit entity that oversees the Ethereum network and now it's taking its crypto aspiration a step ahead. Tax settlement by means of cryptocurrency will be available to both companies' private individuals up to the amount of 100,000 Swiss francs 
approximately $109,607, the Zug Canton said in a statement on Thursday. To make this possible, the region has partnered with Zug-based crypto broker Bitcoin Swiss AG, which will convert the Bitcoin or Ethereum into Swiss francs and then transfer the amount to the state. Mmm, I don't know. I like to hodl. I'm, I'm a hodler. I have not... Uh, I'm a hard hodler. Ups and downs, I'm hodling. And and what makes it more secure, not secure, what what makes me not to have a weak hand is that I have my cryptos on the Celsius network where I earn crypto on crypto compounded interest each and every week. If you're interested, check out my link below. Next news, written by Liam Frost. Monthly Ethereum transaction volume hits $24 billion despite huge fees. In August, skyrocketing transaction fees on Ethereum have caused a drastic decline in user activity but have not affected its decentralized finance ecosystem yet, according to decentralized application tracker DAP Radar. Per DAP Radar August report published today, the total monthly transaction volume on Ethereum amounted to over $24 billion in August. However, the blockchain is showing contradictory results due to the extreme high prices of gas units used to measure transaction fees. Every miner has his day. As Decrypt reported yesterday, Ethereum miners have set a new record by reaching total average revenue from transaction fees of $800,000 per hour, all while the concerns of potentially um, uh, unsustainability of the network if fees continue to increase at such rates are growing among the community. High Ethereum gas price decreased the number of active wallets drastically in almost all categories, DAP Radar's research noted, adding that a transaction currently costs more than $50. Whoa! As, results, as a result, the number of daily active Ethereum wallets reported decreased by 6% on average in August. Gambling and high-risk applications were hit the hardest, losing over half of their activity monthly users dropping from 6,700 to 2,393 active wallets. Activity in various Ethereum games and marketplaces also shrunk by 33% from 1,500 to 1,000 daily active wallets, which I'm one of those that uh, that no longer use my Ethereum wallet to make these gas transactions on, on, a, on a blockchain game that I play. So, I mean, I think, actually, as a matter of fact, I think the, the blockchain game that I play, they currently started doing um i think they started doing like off-chain uh transactions i think i, I think um i'm not sure how they're doing that. I, I gotta look a little more into it um yeah anyways uh next is it next news no defi to the rescue the data shows that defi indexes have become the saving grace of ethereum lately continuing to grow steadily despite surging gas prices okay Okay, well, uh, the surge of uh, internal Ethereum contracts calls is even more striking. The number of internal transactions on the network has grown from less than 1 million in June to currently over 3 million per day, an increase of more than three times in just three months. Last note tweeted today. All this data suggests that the exponential growth of DeFi bubble is currently capable of counteracting all the negative causes by skyrocketing fees, but how long can it last? That is the question. I mean, that's... First of all, from one million to three million what, transactions. Yeah, I mean, at one million, if we were already capped at one million, three million, I, I, that that makes me wonder how is that even possible. I thought the block the blockchain block was already maxed at one million, so that's 
really, really odd. Hmm. Interesting. Next news by Daniel Phillips. Bitcoin price drops $300 and mints falling below $11,000. Bitcoin has just collapsed below $11,000 for the first time in more than a month and is currently hovering around $10,800 price point. Today marks the second day of back-to-back losses for the cryptocurrency, which was sent tumbling over $12,000 to just over $11,000 yesterday before dipping further to as low as $10,196 just minutes ago. Bitcoin is now in the red all across short-term time scales and is 5.6% the last 24 hours, 7.9% last week, and 3.7% the last month. Nonetheless, the cryptocurrency is still up more than 50% since the start of the year. Okay. Bitcoin wasn't the only cryptocurrency to be hit today, sell off. Practically the entire cryptocurrency market is in the red today. As $20 billion was wiped off the market in the last 24 hours, the average cryptocurrency is now down 5.6% on the last day. And both Tron and NAM are the only top 20 cryptocurrencies to remain in the green over the time, over this time scale. Ah, uh, yeah. And just have a strong hand. Don't sell your cryptos. Your cryptos are more valuable than this. I mean, we haven't even reached the trillion dollar, 20, the trillion dollar market cap yet. Wait till we get there. Then, I mean, if if you if you're if you're hodling right now, you're gonna you're gonna make some good coins. Just wait till the total market cap hits over one trillion. Then you'll be like, wow, good thing I held on to my cryptos. Next news, written by Sharia Mawa. DeFi. I need to get a sip of water. Hold on. <clears throat> DeFi pushes Binance to a staggering $195 billion in future futures volume. Crypto exchange Binance has had its best month yet for its futures offering with billions of dollars in trading volume across all altcoins, the firm said in August market outlook. Futures markets allow investors to take leverage bets on the price movements of an asset without them necessarily purchasing that asset. They also allow traders to profit from price declines by letting them bet against the market in contrast to spot trading where investors can only either buy and hold an asset or sell for fiat for a loss. Don't sell for a loss, man. Don't do it. Don't do it. DeFi market pumps up altcoin tradings. Binance said much of the activity in the altcoin space was attributed to investors betting on a myriad of new projects. In the last month, obscure DeFi projects with funny-sounding names like SushiSwap and Kimchi Finance mirrored the efforts of yielding aggregator Urine Finance to offer various yield farming projects to investors, which sees the latter group lock up millions of dollars worth of crypto to lend out to other traders and earn interest as high as 100,000% annualized. Jeez Louise. That's crazy. Next news, written by Scott Cipollina. Blockchain data suggests UCSF was ransomed for $1.8 million. What? Researchers at Keyless Wallet provides ZenGo suspect the University of California, San Francisco made not one, but two ransom payments to the network NetWalker hacker group earlier this year. As reported by Decrypt, transcripts showed that the payment of $1.14 million was made in Bitcoin on June 12th. 2020, but having looked at the transaction on the blockchain, Zengo's research noticed that a second very similar transaction was made around the same time worth $700,000 and it was likely a further ransom payment. Wow, jeez, man. 
How did they find the payment? The researchers at Zengo tracked down the original payment on the blockchain, block on the Bitcoin blockchain as a very large transaction. It was hard to miss. They knew the paid ransom sum was 160.4 BTC, and they also knew the payment date of June 12, 2020. Using the information, the researchers queried the Bitcoin blockchain for reported transactions fitting the description until they found the correct data. During the investigations, the researchers discovered a similar payment made 19 hours before the report UCSF payment. The money trail was very similar, with funds originating from the same Binance address and going to the same NetWalker affiliate. Wow. I mean, if you get hit like that, just, that's a lot of money. I mean, why wouldn't you go to the authorities? I mean, come on now. Come on now. Another lesson learned how is, another another lesson learned here is how much information can be found on the blockchain. Our story makes a point that is bigger than the specific case itself. It shows that Bitcoin blockchain research can reveal vital information on ransomware incidents, Barry said. It's no wonder that blockchain analytic services are becoming increasingly more valuable. True, true. <clears throat> more water. Next news, written by Matthew DeSalvo. Bank of England slams Bitcoin, praises stablecoins and CBDCs. The Bank of England's governor, governor today slammed Bitcoin as a sub, uh, substandard method of payment but reiterated the bank's interest in central banks, digital currencies, CBDC, and stablecoins. Despite the interest in a centrally planned digital currency, the UK's top bankers still didn't reveal much on whether the country had advanced in its development of such currency. They, crypto assets, have no connection to all money, said Andrew Bailey in, in a speech to the Brookings Institute today. Using Bitcoin as an example, he added that cryptocurrencies may have extrinsic extrinsic value but are a highly risky investment opportunity Bailey who became the head of the BOE in March went on to talk about stable coins and how they could prove useful for global payments while assets like Bitcoin have failed to do so he claimed Stablecoins could offer some useful benefits. For example, they could further reduce frictions in payments by potentially increasing the speed and lowering the cost of payments, particularly if global stablecoins were to be established, he said in a speech. Well, there you go. Stablecoins are the future. Next news written by Liam Frost. Russia aims to ban Bitcoin miners from earning Bitcoin. What? <laughs> <clears throat> Bitcoin miners in Russia may soon face the, pro the prospect of zero profitability. A new bill submitted for interdepart interdepartmental approved by the country's Ministry of Finance would make it illegal for miners to receive rewards in cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin or Ethereum. Local news outlet uh, Izvestia reported today. According to the copy of the proposal which Investia reviewed, there would only be three acceptable scenarios for receiving the cryptocurrency in Russia for the proposed amendments to the laws. On digital finance assets come into effect, inherent receipt of assets in the framework of bankruptcy and enforcement proceedings. In other instances, including mining rewards, all operations with cryptocurrency would be deemed illegal for Russian citizens and enterprises. Residents that would violate the proposed law could be facing a fine of up to 100,000 rubles 
and up to seven years of prison time. Legal entities could face fines of up to one million rubles. Hmm. Well, that's not good news. You know, the first time I heard about Bitcoin was from a Russian. So, got a little heart there, you know? It sucks for my Russian, my Russian peeps. Next news written by Jose Antonio Lanz. Wi-Fi, Tron rises as Bitcoin, Ethereum, crypto markets sink. It hasn't been a good week for Bitcoin or the crypto market in general, but there are at least two altcoins getting some love today as the rest of the market sinks. After two days, price dropped around $1,440. Bitcoin is now trading above $10,600. Gone for now. Are the days of $11,000 plus. Support which Bitcoin has since late Ju Bitcoin has had since late July. Now it's nearing $2,500. The price of the cryptocurrency has not touched since the flash crash in early August. <clears throat> Ethereum, the second largest crypto bar market cap, mentioned the blockchain network behind the decentralized finance boom. Today fell drastically in price after reaching a two-year high of $488. ETH today plummeted to $390 per token before recovering a bit and settling around $400. Top, the, top, the day's top gainers, but not everything is in red. In the cryptoverse DeFi protocol, your finance doesn't believe in traditional markets, dynamics, or even those that <laughs> governs Bitcoin. The protocol's govern, uh, governance token Wi-Fi corrected a bit after touching the $40,000 mark. $40,000? Jeez, hold on a second. How? That's crazy. How much is it? Hold on, let's check this out. How much is it? Oh wow. Oh wow. Hold on, it's down a bit. Uh oh, where am I at? Where, uh oh, I lost my spot. No. <gasps> Oops. Shoot. I think I just exited. Whoops. Whoops. Uh. Yeah, I did exit. Oops. Oh no. oh no, there we go. Okay. Um, I guess I exited something else. Oh well. Um, okay. Still, it has managed to remain stable since then, resisting the general bearish sentiment in the market today. Wi Fi is up by 5%. Okay, so what does it say here? It doesn't say how much how much it's up, but according to right now, CoinGecko, it's worth $22,921. Okay, so it's nothing near that uh, that forty thousand dollar mark that's crazy that's crazy I wonder how how long ago it went down let me see let me see here how do you change this oh there you go seven days uh, wow jeez that's crazy it was up there just that's so crazy how Wow, that's crazy. Just not too long ago, man. That's crazy. Anyways, next news. Last news. No, it's not our last news. It's not. Ethereum Bridge MetaMask Mobile now live on Apple. Android. Over a year after being released in the public beta, MetaMask Mobile is now available for anyone to download. The web browser version of the MetaMask wallet and web browser is the way that many people access the Ethereum blockchain. It tallied 1.3 million users as of November 2018 
and the growth of decentralized finance on Ethereum means that its potential region is expanding. Available on Android and iOS, MetaMask Mobile does all the same basic things that its web-based sibling does. Users get token, get a token wallet, key vault, and login so they can manage digital assets and access blockchain applications such as decentralized exchange, Uniswap, or non-fungible tokens trading outpost OpenSea. Okay, first of all, if you don't have a MetaMask, get yourself a MetaMask. Okay, you need MetaMask. If you have a computer, MetaMask is, is, your, is your baby. Use MetaMask, okay? I highly recommend it. MetaMask has been around for a while, okay? They, they're, they're doing good things. Get yourself a MetaMask. All right, next news. Written by The Defiant. NFT farming takes root with a $3 million meme coin. At the height of Degen farming, where the food coin are quickly diminishing the reputation around liquidity mining, there's at least one project that shines through the rough thanks to a tight-knit citadel bending around the very thing that drives farming forward memes this is the story of meme protocol a community conceived project spawned out of the telegram airdrop that since blossomed into a team of highly creative contributors pushing forward the potential of tokenized farming opportunity as an increasing common of common in DeFi, it all starts with a joke and in this case a link to the telegram group posted on twitter those who clicked through and filled out the google form received 355.55 meme Fast forward, and the 73 lucky recipients are now holding tokens worth $43,000, but many refuse to sell. Wow, it's hard to imagine why anyone would still be holding on to such, uh, so much free loot. Here's why. The Degregator. On August 14th, Jordan Lyle spun the deg the, oh, the, not the Degregator, the Degenerator, a way to create a new farming token in five minutes or less. This was a stab at the half-baked nature of many yield farming projects, a notion which has only gotten 100 times worse in recent weeks with the advance of food coins like Hot Dog, Kimchi, and Yuno. Yono. <sighs> yeah. Once the tweets started going viral, the jokes evolved. People were asking me if they could go build a degenerated product like the real thing Jordan told the Defiant. I said sure. I thought it would be fun to get people in a group and discuss how this could get built. A telegram group was added to the site and within an hour it quickly reached 500 members. This is how the idea for meme was con conceived. Really? Form 1 and 2. The idea that people could still fill out Google Forms and receive meme and valueless token marketing interest in the Degenerator project after the first form was deemed as being insufficient due to lack of verification mechanisms, an infamous second form was created to mark the official list of airdrop recipients. <laughs> That's a funny picture. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Meme Citadel. Discussion around number go up quickly evolved into something bigger. A token permissioned access group was set up for those holding more than 100 meme, so joining the group cost $12,000. Creating what is today known as Meme Citadel. It was at this point that the man behind the madness realized this was something worth paying attention to. Early on, when it started going into a dump and pump territory, I wanted to distance myself from it, said Lyle. But shortly after all the dumps, dumpers had dumped, a group of people emerged that shared a broader vision. I knew we had something unique on our hands. NFT farming. Over the next 48 hours, the blueprint of DeFi's first NFT farming protocol was born. Users could lock meme and meme slash ETH Uniswap LP tokens to farm credits called pineapple points. Collect enough pineapple points and redeem a suite of NFTs ranging from basics to legendary rarities. Interesting. 
Ooh, look at that. Vitalik Buterin. Interesting. That's an interesting NFT there. Legendary NFT. Now meme LP are on the cusp, cusp of redeeming the first legendary NFT following the 15-day period necessary to amass enough pineapple points from the Genesis LP pool. More details on the meme not mix here. But the party doesn't stop. Everyone thinks that just mine NFTs and that's it. They have something cool to look at or sell on OpenSea. Lie, lie, lie all hints. In future releases, the NFTs will have more utility. What started as a meme is now forming into something much bigger. Hmm, interesting. Meme Protocol is the first NFT farming project, but many others are set to follow as other teams are quietly building different versions of the same concept. The community around Well Token is exploring a different approach where instead of farming and getting NFTs as a reward, they stake NFTs to get Well as a reward. Hmm, interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. That's really interesting. Next news, written by Andrew Hayward. Privacy bug found in Apple, Google, COVID tracing framework. <clears throat> in April, tech giant Apple and Google teamed up to put their considerable co combined resources toward developing a COVID-19 tracing solution. For those who opt in, the solution automatically uses people's own smartphones to keep tabs on their proximity to other people's phones and alerts users if anyone they were near has a confirmed diagnosis. However, an exploit has been discovered in the closed source project that might stoke fear about Apple and Google's phones automatically tracking persons' proximity to others on a constant basis. Serge Bogdanay and Martin Bognox posted a video on Vimeo this week that demonstrates the exploit which they discovered in Switzerland Swiss COVID tracing app, which is based on the code provided by the Apple Google framework. <clears throat> Okay, skip on down. While they first discovered this issue, the Swiss, Swiss COVID app, they confirmed the exploit worked across other apps built using the Apple Google framework, Italy's Immuni, Germany's Corona Warrant, and Austria's Stopped. Hold on, let me see. Let's go back up a little bit. Okay. Essentially, they found that Bluetooth LEs numeric address and the framework's owner's rolling proximity ID do not necessarily update at the same time leaving little window in which the Bluetooth address corresponds with the old ID a pebble to trace ooh there were many able they were, they were able to eavesdrop on messages from up to 50 meters using a cheap basic antenna they wrote oh yeah I remember see that's been around see you gotta be careful with Bluetooth that's that's been around since like the beginning of, uh, since the inception of Bluetooth pretty much I remember somebody I think it was in New York. Somebody found out that they can literally stand in the corner and, or this was, yeah, this was Bluetooth headsets when they first came out, like the first generations. And they haven't really improved since then in, in regards to, to security. Somebody can stand at the corner with an antenna uh, in a small little you know, device. I'm not sure how it's built, but it's a small little device. It's a, it's a receiver. It receives audio information. So if you're listening, if you're having a conversation on your Bluetooth, or even if you don't even have it on, somebody can still tap into your Bluetooth and listen to your conversation. That's crazy. And I can only imagine that they can tap into. So if you if you're if you have granted access from your Bluetooth headset to your phone, then that means someone can tap into your Bluetooth and gain access to your phone, possibly passwords, you know, emails, all that information. Be careful. Be careful. Next news, written by Alexander Behrens. Ethereum smart contracts activity at all time high. 
Wow. DeFi is pushing the Ethereum network to unprecedented levels as smart contract applications and users stress test the world's most in-demand decentralized computing protocol. Contract calls on the Ethereum have grown to never-before-seen volumes for the past few months, far outpacing levels seen in 2017 and now well above previous highs for summer 2019, according to data from on-chain analytics firm Glassnode. The growth in call to contracts from external addresses, a measure of all users interacting with Ethereum, combined with high gas prices and other metrics show how DeFi and decentralized exchanges have pushed the network to its limits. Scrolling down a bit, let's see, on one hand, the growing use of complexity of smart contracts on the Ethereum blockchain is an encouraging sign of the health of the ecosystem. On the other hand, the associated high gas fees and prices are some uh, prices some users out of the market and may embolden the burgeoning Ethereum competitors. If ETH 2.0, a scalable version of the Ethereum blockchain, can arrive in time, development on the platform could be supercharged with loads of new bandwidth to accommodate growth in both users and contract complexity. Now is Ethereum 2.0 ever going to come out? I don't know. I don't know. I guess they're still developing the software. It is what it is. It's been a while. I, I mean, at this point, just use a different blockchain. It should just... There's so many other blockchains out there that can... I, I'm sure that they would be happy to, to hold some of that some of that uh, fiat. Come on, just just distribute it evenly. Don't just keep it all on Ethereum. Next news written by Jose Antonio Lance. Brazil could have CBDC by 2022, says Central Bank President. Brazilian may be opening a new chapter to the relationship with crypto and blockchain technologies. According to the president of Central Bank of Brazil, Roberto Campos Neto, the country could have the necessary conditions for implementing a central bank digital currency, CBDC, sometime during 2022. Brazil has only recently begun form formally studying the possibilities of implementing a CBDC on August 20th. The central bank installed a study team to evaluate this idea. However, the country has been working for quite a bit longer to update its banking infrastructure, developing a technology capable of processing in interbank payments without a time limit, practically free and instantaneously. The new system, PIX, which should be ready for implementation in November, could represent a major competitor to distributed ledger technologies such as Ripple's ODL, which are looking to establish themselves in Brazil by enabling fast and cheap transactions. Interesting. Interesting. That means Ripple's gonna be losing some money. Next news written by Jeff Benson. Bitcoin, Ethereum, price plunged continues. Thursday was already a bad day for Bitcoin, Ethereum, and pretty much every cryptocurrency not named Tron. Now it's kind of worse. The price of the two largest cryptocurrency assets, Bitcoin and Ethereum, has fallen 9.5% and 12% respectively over the last 24 hours, according to the data from CoinMarketCap. The price of Bitcoin currently stands just above $10,300, down from its September 1st peak of $12,026. That's a 40% drop in two days. For its part, Ether is below $390 after hitting $485 two days ago, a 20% drop. That's notably worse than even mere hours ago, when the price of the two assets stood around $10,600 and $400. Wow, it's going down. Right, let's see, uh, this sell-off, in other words, has continued throughout the day, though it has slowed somewhat. Traditionally, as 
as goes Bitcoin, so goes the rest of the cryptocurrency market. That's increasingly true of Ethereum as well, which is the gateway blockchain for multiple DeFi tokens. Decentralized finance is currently booming cottage industry with a total market cap in the billions. Well then, I'm sure it's going to go back up. Don't worry. Huddle, 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 huddle. If you're not huddling, if you don't know how to huddle, you, you hold on to your cryptos. Or put it on a platform like the Salesforce Network, and that's still hot. I'm still hodling. You can still hodl. Leave your cryptos on the Salesforce Network, and guess what? Every single week, you're gonna earn some more crypto on that crypto compounded crypto, and not just like a 0.15% interest. You know, you're earning a good yield, a good yield. All right. Next news, written by Jeff Benson. Stack Foundation funds. Blockstack's blockchain expansion. Hmm. The Stack Open Internet Foundation, found, founded in May 2020, is giving grants worth of $5,000 to projects that can improve the Stack's blockchain and the ecosystem that surrounds it. Blockstack, a decentralized network for building blockchain applications, formed the foundation in May 2020, so it could support its vision of a user-owned internet built around its own Stack blockchain. It gave the foundation 100 million Stacks then worth around $23 million, uh, but now worth $19 million after Thursday's crypto market free fall with, to work with. That's, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, successful proposals, however, will, will fall under the realm of Web 3.0, in which the Stack Foundation says every internet user can participate in the value they create because they have full ownership of their identity and data. Stack's Open Internet Foundation Executive Director, Brittany Laughlin encouraged anyone interested in building Web 3.0 to apply. We aren't looking for, we we aren't looking for just developers. We want to provide resources to those who have a creative vision as well. Those who are looking to build communities, social channels, or other creative ideas that bring value to the ecosystem around block stack technologies and stacks. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Interesting. Okay, while Blockstack and its CEO Munib Ali have big plans for the decentralized future they no doubt understand that as they as the saying goes a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step incentivizing developers to experiment on the na- nascent blockchain and building a community to use it is a start all right and guess what cryptonauts that is our last news of the day oh man that was a lot of news that was a lot that was a lot that's okay it wasn't everything i mean if you want to read more of each and each and any of those news articles, you can just go back to the day and just read it yourself. I, I didn't read every single thing because I would be here for hours reading that stuff to you. So I took little pieces of chunks of each article and read it to you. So with that said, Cryptonauts, if you haven't converted your fiat, that means your money, your cash, your savings. I mean, if you got a big savings, I think you should. I, I don't know. I'm not a financial advisor or anything like that, but eh, put a little bit of that inside of crypto, you know, fiat into crypto, and your crypto into compounded interest. Think about that. So, uh, fiat into crypto, I have two links, one from Coinbase, one from Gemini. The reason I choose those two is because they are very, very easy to unwrap for, for beginners, okay? Very easy, okay? It's not difficult. It's not like when I first started, how you had to type in a bunch of code. It just... No, no, you don't have to worry about that. 
you just you sign up you you link your bank and don't worry all that stuff is secure you don't need to worry about that okay their 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 security is very very high it's not like this these freaking hot dogs and and yams and all this stuff that has really bad code you know Coinbase and Gemini they have very strong code so don't worry about your your, your banking information um, so you link that up and you just you you transfer your your fiat into the platform and then from the platform you buy whatever tokens you want and then once you have that now you have crypto yeah crypto in your wallet nice what do you do with it you watch the market go up you watch the market go down you decide if you want to buy some more if you want to sell at the top or do what I do I don't sell I'm a hodler I buy I buy and I buy okay I just I average it out just buy it and I just transfer my cryptos onto the Celsius network which I have <clears throat> I have my referral link below as well um, and I highly recommend the Celsius network because I mean it's a good community and I earn compounded interest each and every single week on my crypto if I put crypto in guess what next week I'm gonna earn some more crypto on that compounded interest on that crypto okay same thing with Ethereum Litecoin and, and a bunch of other coins that they have a lot, a lot of stable coins you know high interest high interest think about that I'm, I'm loving it I'm happy I go to sleep very well I don't worry about this up and this down up I don't worry about that I used to I, at the beginning maybe you might get stressed oh my god Bitcoin's going up oh my god Bitcoin's going down oh yeah oh. I don't stress about that anymore I just buy my crypto transfer it over and guess what each and every single week I do my little dance yeah I got some more crypto in my wallet yeah I love it I don't I don't want the money there's other platforms out there that I don't recommend because they're gonna give you dollars I don't want dollars I got dollars. I can keep dollars in my bank. I don't, I don't want. I want crypto. I'm in the crypto sphere. I'm in the crypto bubble, crypto community, crypto ecosystem, because I want to earn more crypto. Not. I don't want cash. Come on now. Come on, boy. Anyways, cryptonauts, thanks for hanging out. I really appreciate you all around the world. Every there's a lot of people around the world listening to me. This is crazy. It's it's exciting. It's exciting. If you want to hang out and chit chat, reach me through the Discord app. I would appreciate it. There's nice little conversations going on there. Um, with that said, <laughs> I'll catch you all on the next one. Adios.